Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. So Lisa, I was reading the bio that you sent me and the one thing that caught my eye instantly was the fact that you were 10 years, during 10 years, you were a nurse. And I feel that nurses, I mean, especially nowadays, I just see this women and men and I'm I'm just, I just admire them so much because of everything that I think they have to go through and like only long hours. And so I guess that you have to be like super passionate about it. But what caught my eye about what you sent me was the fact that when you, while you were doing nursing, while you were working as a nurse, you felt lost and stuck and and you left that. Uh, So I would really like to hear your story on how you got into nursing, firstly. And secondly, uh, what made you want to change your path? Yeah, so I grew up in a household where there was, my mom was a nurse, my aunt was a nurse, and uh, growing up, they were always with the bug in the ear of, why don't you be a nurse? Why don't you get into the medical field? It's good money. You'll always have a job. And so I just kind of was like, okay, I didn't really have a super, super passion of what I wanted to do. So this just seemed like um, the logical choice. So I graduated high school, I went right to nursing school, and I was a nurse at 20 years old. And I my first job was in the hospital in upstate New York. And this was probably my first sign that this career wasn't really for me. Um, I would just cry every day after work because it was so stressful, so hard, and there just never any staffing and uh, patients and doctors would just be yelling at you and just very unappreciative. And so I uh, moved to Los Angeles and I started nursing here. And even here, it was a little bit better because they have um, a patient to nurse ratio. So that was able to provide a little less stress. But still, you know, when you're working in the hospital, it's a lot of obviously a lot of sickness and people are at the lowest point in their life. And for to be a nurse, you have to basically, I had to shut off my emotions because, you know, you would see people dying, people just low, low, low. And you, you couldn't start crying right there. You couldn't like show emotion really. So I had to shut off my emotions. And then when I would come home after work, I would just kind of want to space out. I was basically a zombie and um, I became just turned off. And the, the pivotal changing point was when my now fiance, he said something to me. He was like, you know, babe, like this, something has to change here. Like you're so unhappy. And I knew I was unhappy, but I didn't know what else I could personally do. Right. I thought I was living the dream. You know, you go to 
school, you get a good job, you save money, then you buy a house, then you're supposed to have kids and get married and all of this stuff. And that's what I, you know, thought I was doing. That's what I was programmed with growing up. And it wasn't until he kind of said something that it kind of hit me of like, well, this, you know, well, what else am I supposed to do? And that was the turning point of, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had, it was so frustrating to not have a clue what I was here to do on this earth. Like I kept asking, what's my purpose? Like, why am I here? And these were the hardest questions that just drove me absolutely wild. I would just cry and cry and just feel lost and just hopeless. And I eventually hired a life coach to help me figure it out. And with her, I completely changed my mindset. I saw so many people um, living their passion and purpose. And I was so inspired. I was like, oh my gosh, if they can do it, why can't I? Of course, I'm going to find something. So it was a long journey of uh, self-exploration. And I am, during that time, I had a spiritual awakening. So I really tapped into like universal powers and source energy and my own true, um, my own true being. And um, hold on one second. Sorry. Here you go. Okay. Um, so during working with the life coach, um, I began to help other people with what I was learning. I began to help other people discover that they didn't have to be stuck in a job, that they could actually make a living off of what they love. And that's kind of where my passion developed is I started helping other people and then other people were like, well, why don't you do this for a living? Like you're really passionate about it. And it just kind of clicked. And so I pursued the coaching route and I got my coaching certification and I just started making a big impact in a way that I absolutely loved. I'm so fulfilled now. And it's really the, I, I look back on the process and I'm just in awe of what I went through and what I've gone through to get here in this moment. It was a lot of pain and suffering of not knowing and being stuck and just unsure what the future holds because I just, I knew that I could not be a nurse forever. I couldn't live going, waking up in the morning and just dreading the alarm clock. That just wasn't a way to live. And I'm so, so thankful that I'm down this path now. Um, but yeah, I just, a lot of people get stuck in the trap of, you know, going, as, as you grow up, people tell you what you're supposed to do and you see it um, around you. And that's just what you think you're supposed to do. And it's, I love disrupting the pattern now because even like your podcast, right? People say, that you're supposed to have kids and have a family and do this. And I say it's absolutely 100% your choice. 
Um, so yeah, that's my nursing story. <laughs> well, I totally agree that it is a hundred percent your choice. And, you know, just want to comment on that story. Uh, I think, I mean, you had this massive realization, right? And I think that this is something I love talking to people who have gone through coaching pro, uh, processes, um, not necessarily become, not everyone necessarily becomes a coach afterwards, but in your case, it happened. And I think that's awesome. But I, I love talking to people who go through these processes because um, they can all, you know, tell you, oh my God, like I, I did this with a coach that was someone that I clicked with and it was an amazing person. I'm also a coach, um, you know, so, so seeing my clients also, you know, going through all this process and then just the change of mindset and how they feel about their own lives and also how they start making decisions for themselves. It's a massive win for, for anyone, I would say. Um, and I know like, I was just telling you before we started recording that I relate so much to this. And I think a lot of people do um, relate to a story like this, not specifically to the fact that they are nurses, but, you know, just feeling stuck in a job that they feel that they have to do because it's, it's paying them well and they need to pay the mortgage and they need to pay the car and they need to, you know, just do the, the, the life that everyone expects us to, you know, to, to create, I would say. Um, so I completely agree with what, with what you just said regarding, you know, how expectations can sometimes put a lot of pressure in people um, without us actually being like, not being hundred percent conscious about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, because it's not our, it's not your, if it's not your choice, if it's like, if it comes from, outside so for example you were telling you were saying how in your family you grew up around nurses and and they were like oh you should be a nurse you should be a nurse and maybe it wasn't conscious maybe they just wanted the best for you I mean I would assume they want they want the best for you um but that wasn't necessarily what you wanted to do with your life yeah absolutely I'm sure that they wanted the best for me and I mean I don't I don't regret nursing at all because it led me to where I am now and I absolutely love what I do. I'm so fulfilled and um, working with clients and seeing their transformation just lights me up and helps me transform as well. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And you know, the fact that you also, you mentioned that you also went through your own spiritual awakening um, I love that too, because I feel that, you know, when you mentioned before, like you completely shut off your feelings and I understand that, you know, working as a nurse or a doctor and there must be a few more, um, you know, jobs that you need to like really keep your cool and your calm because you need to be like on top of everything. Right. Um, you can't dwell on, you know, any situation that happens around you that, could be potentially a sad situation or uh, an unjust situation or you name it. Um, but just shutting off, you know, the fact that you shut off your feelings, like you mentioned, makes it really hard for people to connect spiritually with anything at all. You are so, so, so right. In fact, um, my, my fiance, he, he was very into spirituality during this whole time. And 
he was like moving ahead and he was just really fulfilled in life and he was making new connections and just, you know how you are when you're just so one with yourself and so whole. And he was talking about things that I didn't understand like at all. And I felt so behind and I felt like I really didn't belong, that there was something missing from me that I could never be like as spiritual as he was. And that was a big part of it. And also he was always saying, you know, like, don't you like feel anything about this? Like what's going on in your mind? Like, do you, is anyone home? And for the longest time, I just um, couldn't express anything besides like the lack, the super, super lack mentality was like my complete ammo. And um, it was, you know, it was big struggle to get to where I am now where, you know, I see a mood like um, a, a cute video of a dog and I cry because it's so cute. And <laughs> it's like a com- I'm a completely <laughs> different person now. Hey, I, I completely understand. And I'm, I'm, I want I would like to know how how did you get into that spiritual path? Was there something that attracted? Because the, the reason I ask, and I know this is different for everyone, but the reason I ask is um, I, I know a lot of people who are like completely shut down, you know, in regards to spiritualism or, you know, anything that has to do with that type of practice. Um, and I'm always curious how people get into that. Like, what was the first thing that you started like? uh you know getting yourself into to explore I, I I would love to know about that so the very first thing was yoga and I used yoga as an exercise to because it felt really good and I I mean they talked about you know spirituality and Buddhism and meditation at the end but I didn't care about that at the time. I just wanted the um, exercise I wanted the flexibility and so that really, started it now that I think back on it. And then one day I learned about Dr. Joe Dispenza and he studies, um, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he studies the science behind spirituality. So for me coming from a science background, learning all of this new information that there was actually some basis behind manifestation and the quantum and all of these things. And I was like, whoa, wait, you're telling me that there's facts behind this? And so that kind of catapulted my um, um, like interest in it. And then I, once you're like starting down the rabbit hole, you just, you can't stop. So that was really the catalyst to um, <laughs> all of that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, especially if it's something that you connect with. And I, I had heard about this man, that you just mentioned, sorry, I, I, I'm really bad with things, but the, the <laughs> minute you mentioned it, somebody did actually tell me about him and it was recently. Um, and I was, I was watching some of his videos and he, it's just so interesting, you know, uh, learning about, like you said, the science behind everything has to do with what people call woo woo, right? Like the thing that you like, you have to feel like you're a little bit crazy, a little bit witchy. No, there's actually science behind that. Um, So I think that many people who are a little bit too um, focused on the, on, you know, facts and science and just hard evidence, like there is some of that as well. 
Yeah, there's so much science and oh, I could I could talk about that all day. Like there, it, I can, it's so fascinating. Um, I mean, we're all we're all just energy. And I say that and just people don't understand what that means, but it's really the truth. Like even matter, like my desk here is not even matter. It's a, the, just the slowest moving vibration. And um, so it makes total sense when you think about if everything is energy, then everything has to be connected. And there's got to be more to this life than we can see. I completely agree. And there's one thing that I would like to add, you know, just to tie in what we just spoke about, you know, the coaching and also the spirituality or like at least exploring that part of yourself in which your mindset changes because it, it, it does. I mean, when you start exploring your own self, your inner self and connecting with everything around you, your mindset completely changes. Um, and I think that those two, like the combination of those two things is just so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. My, the, the biggest thing is knowing that I create my own reality, like nothing outside of me can make me feel a certain way or can affect my inner being. So I can create anything that I want. And knowing that it's true, true, true freedom. And it's just like, um, yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. The, the power of this, not needing to know the how or the what, but trusting that whatever you need will be handed to you and you will be divinely guided into whatever your highest um, self wants you to be. And um, that's, that's really also what I coach and teach about is I want people to, you know, experience this freedom and the ability to create and be the master of their own fate. Exactly. And I was going to mention that you're a transformational mindset coach, <laughs> which I absolutely yeah. love. So that's, I think that's great. Do you, do you only coach women or do you also coach men? I only coach women. Okay, cool. That's good to know. Um, I'm going to leave my firecrackers who are listening to this episode. I'm going to leave Lisa's links at the, in the description of this episode. You can check out her website and her social media because, yeah, I mean, I always tell my clients, uh, if I see in them at the beginning, when you start getting to know them, like that having a coach would be would like really benefit them. I, I'm always like, it doesn't matter who you choose, choose the person that you're most, you feel most, most connected to. The important thing is that you choose yourself and give yourself that gift. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a coach can't do the work for you. They can guide you and help you along the way, but ultimately, you know, it's the client's responsibility to do the work and to step up and be, you know, step out of your comfort zone because when you are creating your life, it's, it's a little scary. You're going to come up against some walls and some blocks and limiting beliefs that you got to dig through and peel the layers off in order to get to this true self in order to create what you want to create. Absolutely. You're listening to The Honest Upward, a podcast where modern child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. Lisa, you grew up 
on the East Coast, right? In was it New yeah. York, New York State? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I would like to know a little bit about how, when in your life did you realize that you didn't want to have children? Hmm. So honestly, I've never really enjoyed children. Like them, just being around them was never my cup of tea. And um, yeah, and I, I never really wanted to put my body through that. Um, and I really, I want the freedom of traveling wherever I want to go and just doing whatever I want to do without being um, like tied down like that. I completely understand. <laughs> was there like a moment that you realized this, that you were like, oh, uh, I don't think I'm going to have kids. Or was it something that was with you since the beginning? Yeah, I, th- I think it was just a combined thing of like being around children. And um, like, to me, they're, I don't like, I don't want to say annoying, but they're, I mean, they're cute. <laughs> yeah, they can be annoying. You can say that. <laughs> to, to a certain point, you know, and I'm sure like you, you absolutely love your own child as opposed to someone else's. But um, yeah, it's just, um, it's something that built up over time. And um, yeah, I have two dogs. So that's, um, they're my children and I love them to pieces, but I can leave them with a babysitter and go to Thailand for a month, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I also have a dog. I completely understand. Uh, because, and, and I mean, dogs, uh, dogs are awesome, but yeah. let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> uh, you just said, you know, you don't want to put your body through that. And I've heard this from many other child-free women. And I think I'm also kind of there as well. Like not necessarily, I mean, I just, I'm just really scared because I know that, you know, childbirth is not, it's not, it's not just a simple thing. It's not like popping up the baby. Yeah. So I wanted that, I wanted to ask you based on your previous experience, you know, when you were working as a nurse, did you ever have to like be there uh, when in a delivery room or something like that? Uh, when I was in nursing school, we did a rotation um, through the maternity ward, um, and I did see a birth, uh, I think maybe two or three, and that, you know, that moment probably did leave a lasting impression now that you mentioned that, because um, I just remember coming out of that and saying, like, okay, no, I am never having children. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can't even imagine like, this is the thing, though. And I was talking about this with um, I have, I think I've spoken about this before in one of the uh, Honest Uppers episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that there's just so much about childbirth that is disgusting. <laughs> to put it in just like a simple word. Um, but like, nobody tells women about this, right? Um, I think I have heard stories of women who are mothers and I actually spoke to a coach she's a mother and she said to me I had no idea like nobody told me what was going to happen with my body like when I was about to to give birth and they started telling me all these things that were going to happen or could happen during childbirth and then the aftermath of it she was Mm -hmm. like why did I not know this right there's just so little information why why do you think that is um well that's a good question. I just 
you know, it's, it's not something that people share about, you know, people want to talk about the glamorous part, you know, um, I have, I'm having a baby and it's, it's so wonderful. And they don't, they just, people generally don't talk about um, the bad, like even if you're on social media, you don't see people um, posting pictures about something bad that happened to them. You see them post all the good things. And so I think that relates to this. And like, it's just not something people discuss unless you're um, two moms talking about your experience and then you know it that way, right? But it's not something super mainstream that you learn about in school or, you know, um, through the TV. <laughs> Yeah, I think it should be more mainstream. <laughs> I think, I think more. I think women need to be a lot more informed. Yeah, not, not only about the actual process of childbirth, because I mean, yes, there's a lot of that can go wrong, but there's a lot that goes right, and you know, but also about you know motherhood in general, because I think that um, not a lot of people. I mean, I I don't think any parent is actually ready you know, completely equipped to raise a child. I don't think that happens because, I mean, first, when they're, you know, first-time parents, they have a kid and and then they they have to, like, learn things along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the eldest always ends up being, like, the guinea pig. I'm the eldest daughter, so I can tell <laughs> you that's, that's true. Um, but, uh, you know, just more there should be I think there should be more information about you know the responsibility of having a kid um how hard it is sometimes because it's hard yeah and that's funny because I just I got a um, a rabbit and before I got her I kind of I looked up like how to care for a rabbit what do they need how long they live like I learned about the rabbit but if you go to have a kid you're you don't look that stuff up you just you're you're winging it really Yes, there are a lot of books though, and I because I know I have friends who are mothers and they always talk about these books, and it's more or less there are more or less the same books they all all of them read. They're mm-hmm. like I have no idea what the names are. I'm not interested <laughs> to know either. But uh, and there are, I know there's a uh, like forums where moms support each other, and I think that's great. Um, but sometimes uh, just reading some of this the stories about what happens to them. And they were like, I had no idea this was going to happen to me. And their moms were, you know, chiming in and saying, yeah, it happens. I don't know. Like I was changing my baby and the diaper and the kid peed on me, for example, or things like that. Um, It's just like, there should be like some sort of manual, right? (laughs) Should be, (laughs) or at least some like advisory (laughs) something. It's all, it's all trial and error. Right. But really I mean life is trial and error yeah Um, like even like pursuing your dreams you don't really know about it you just kind of walk into it and you're like okay what's what's coming at me today (laughs) (laughs) yeah no you're right you're right yeah I just feel that I mean the responsibility of raising a child is such a big responsibility it's another human being right so it's like you just you don't want to fuck it up you want to do the things right from the get-go there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. That is uh, true. Um, so circling back and speaking about pressure, um, how did how do people around you react when they learn that you're child free or maybe your family members or friends? 
Um, so I think my parents are like, I, I've mentioned like, well, yeah, I don't know if we're, you know, going to do that. And they're like, oh, come on. Like, I think they're a little disappointed, um, but also they respect my choices. Um, and a lot, actually, a lot of my friends are very similar to me in that they don't really plan on having kids. So um, I think you, you also attract in um like-minded people right um but yeah my my family's super respectful uh but I'm sure that they they do wish uh for a grandchild (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think most parents want to be grandchild uh, grandparents sorry yeah Yeah. for sure maybe my sister will give them one (laughs) (laughs) is she older or younger she's younger oh so you're also the the eldest Mm -hmm. you're also the guinea pig Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I also have a younger sister and I always, my mom, well, I got my tubes tied. I'm like, I'm not, no, not having children. That's not going to happen. Um, so she stopped asking a long, a long time ago. I always tell her that my dog is her grand, grandchild. And yes. Um, but my sister, she, she wants to have, I mean, she wants to have kids if they happen. She's not like, you know, having that crazy baby fever that some women get. Like I've never seen her like that. Um, and she's in her mid thirties already. And I, I told my sister at some point, yeah, go ahead and have the kid. I'll be like, I want to be an aunt. <laughs> you can give yeah. my parents. You can also give my parents their grandchildren and or one grandkid. I don't know, whatever you, you feel like. And if you want to remain child-free, that's good too. You know, whatever you choose. But I think it would be cool to be an aunt. Yeah, and then you can see and play with the children and um, you don't really have the responsibility of them unless you babysit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just have to you can give them back whenever you're like, okay, yeah. that's it, I'm done. Here you go, here's your kid, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and you get to buy presents and like spoil them and be like the cool aunt, um, but the parents have to lay down the law. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's why parents want to be grandparents eventually because they can spoil the you know their kids kid they can spoil them and you know like grandparents usually do so yeah that's a good point because you have to um, you know they had to um punish or you know do whatever for us and now that they have a grandchild they can uh, be different <laughs> yeah it's like a completely different relationship absolutely mm-hmm. um there's another thing that i wanted to ask you about that i read in your bio and it is that you really enjoy oracle card readings yes i do i love um i have maybe four or five decks and i do donation based animal card readings and mm-hmm. they are so fun um they're they're actually one of my favorite things to do and um the i pull three cards and the f- first card like you can come with any problem whatsoever and the cards the, are perfectly aligned with what the client is going through and this some of the synchronicities that have happened are just wild um this one girl came to me and she her she was really sad because her bird died and all of the cards that were pulled were birds and so it's just it's um just a great way to have your message um you know told to you that's coming from um the cards right it's just another tool to help people move along and have guidance and take some action 
Yeah. And the reason I ask is because I also love them. Like I, I, I love them. I also have uh, several decks and I feel that they are just so underrated. They're so underrated in general. Like I think I would love for people to be like, uh, you know, just randomly in the street, like, I'm going to read, I'm going to have an oracle card. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just take it out of the purse, you know, take it out of the bag and just like, honestly, they are a great, great tool. Um, and I, I think, uh, I mean, it just caught my attention because I was like, I love that too. <laughs> I love oracle card readings as well. So um, my favorite deck is the goddesses deck. Ooh, I don't have that one. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. There's like, uh, I don't remember how many, but there's several goddesses of different, uh, like different parts of the world and different, not exactly religions, but um, it was it's more like mythology and like you know just part of the local folklore to put it in a way. Um, and they're from like all over the world, and it's it's just so powerful as well. They I get some really really cool messages. So oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, every um, every. Um new moon and every month I like to do a big 11 card spread and it's like okay what am I calling in this month what do I need to release this month what is coming up for me what's going to be coming my way and it's just it's a really nice thing it's just it's fun and it's um I think that the messages are truly truly aligned and so spot on and really uplifting too yeah yeah that's for sure well Lisa, it's been such a pleasure to have you in my show thank you so much for coming um before i let you go is there anything else you would like to add to your interview anything at all i would just like to say that women can be who they want to be and um not to let other people control or say things that they should be doing that they can stand up for themselves and they can create a life that they do want to live and it's totally possible to be in love with your job and your life and nothing needs to stop you even if you you have a fear you know you can get through the fear you can build confidence and um, there's there's so much support around to help women and I think that it's just, it's, it's wonderful that we have this opportunity to be our full expression of ourselves. And I empower everyone to seek the truth that lies within them. I absolutely agree. Thank you so much for that message. Uh, it's very powerful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast for modern child-free women share their life stories, and where we discuss important topics for the Cape community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, continue fueling your inner fire. <laughs>